when we come forth in true love, we come forth in truth. You can't separate those two. Truth and love are, are actually inseparable. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another <laughs> episode of the Iris Global Green Room. And we are here today with my friend, Kim. Kimberly? Kim. Okay. Unless you're a little upset with me, you can go Kimberly. Yes. Well, yeah. uh, that probably won't happen. Kim Zember. And we go way back. Seven years. But but we've, we haven't, I, I put this on myself, haven't been the best connected. But every so often we reconnect mm-hmm. over the years. And I, I, uh, I wanted her to come out and share a little bit of her story and whatever else, because I think it's really going to bless you guys. So get ready, uh, buckle, buckle in, um, as we go on a journey together, Kim. Yeah. Before I, before I turn this over, like, and subscribe, hit all the things that you know what to do, because it's important for some reason, there's a rhythm and algorithm. Tell your friends to like it too. Send it, share it. What friends in particular? All of them. Okay. There you go. You got (laughs) it. Anyone you meet. If the Lord speaks, share it. (laughs) So Kim, I have, okay, so let me, let me just rewind a little bit. We met seven years ago mm-hmm. and we've, we've stayed in touch over the years, but I was coming back from Greater Things Conference in, in Oklahoma, I don't know, a few months back. And I was like, man, I really want to get Kim on. I turned on my playlist as I'm driving 10 hours and I saw you on one of my favorite podcasts, Pints with Aquinas. Mm. Yes. Mr. It Pines with Aquinas. It is, it is one of my favorite, favorite podcasts. He's incredible. He's such a good dude. And, uh, and I was like, this is, this is a sign. Mm. I didn't need a sign. <laughs> I would have had you on anyway. But I was right after that I called you up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know you were in Atlanta. Yeah, I had just moved. I moved about a year and a half ago okay. to do the House of Prayer out in Atlanta, the mm-hmm. internship. Which was funny because when you called, I was driving back, I think from Mississippi, And I saw my phone. I was like, oh, he probably pocket dialed because we don't get on the phone and chat. You know, somebody has a pocket dial. I was like, I'll text just in case. Then you're like, no, we we need to actually talk. So it was awesome. Uh, I I, I actually didn't listen to the whole entire podcast. It's like two and a half hours. Well, I I actually didn't want to because I didn't want, I didn't, it's hard for me to ask questions when I have an opinion. Mm. Amen. And I like to discover what's going on. So, Kim. Let's do it. Give us, give us a nutshell who you are and uh, hmm. what you're doing and all the good things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think like God's really working on this in my own heart because when someone asks me that, I think I go right to sexuality. Mm-hmm. And God's like, is that actually what I say about you? <laughs> like, is it? You know, there's been a lot and I, I usually share and I will today too yeah. at whatever level, but like. Let's I'm go actually, back before. Before. Yeah, I want to, like, am, like, who are you? I am the youngest of two brothers. Okay. So I grew up with two fists up, mm-hmm. like, over my meals, over playtime, everything. Just grew up kind of, like, rough and tumble, mm-hmm. you know? Grew up, they called me, like, a tomboy. I'm like, I don't really know what that means, but I'm fine. Never, ever questioned. Never questioned whether or not I was supposed to be a boy. Um, but for sure, like, I loved being with my brothers. Yep. I loved their friends. Um, just grew up in a super solid family. Not perfect, but. Where exactly? San Diego. Okay. Yep. So born in Orange County and then grew up my whole life in San Diego. And um, yeah, I grew up in the church, right? Like a church kid. Um, But for sure, knew God's rules, knew what he said was good, knew what he said wasn't good, but I didn't know his heart. Mm. I didn't know the heart from which those words came. Um, And so that created like a super fearful kind of relationship. Whenever I think about God, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, it was more like, I'm not going to 
I'm not good enough for him. I can't, I can't make this. I can't do it. I always heard that Jesus died for my sins, but I still, there was this striving, earning, deserving thing that I don't think my parents like tried to instill, but it's just kind of the way the world rolls Mm -hmm. too. And so, um, just kind of tiring to be honest, you know, not a lot of rest. (laughs) You you grew up Catholic yeah, and and still Mm -hmm. are still in Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Um, would you say you're charismatic Catholic? Yeah. Or would you like, do you like to put those little things on it? Well, yes, I do. Because I get, I think people get that. Yep. Do you know what I mean? For me, when somebody is like, oh, you're a charismatic Catholic. I'm like, do you also call me a white Caucasian? Like right. to me, I pray to God that every mm-hmm. Catholic is charismatic. Yep. Now those charisms might come out differently and, yep. and whatnot, but I do get what people mean. Yes. Yeah. I, but I grew up in a family that literally like, dude, when I was sick, my parents would come in, they laid yeah. hands on me, they start praying in tongues. So that was totally normal for me. Yeah. I didn't think it was different. I, I thought that was normal right. Catholic life. Um, I remember uh, I would go to like healing masses. I was laid out in the spirit when I was a kid, you know, so these things were like kind of normal to me. Um, and so that's why I think it's, it's, it's a little check for me because I'm like, gosh, I thought all of us were like this, but I, I totally realize agree. we don't. I know. totally agree. Yeah. There's a great Whether book. Whether it's in Catholic or, or other Christian denominations. There, there's a great book y'all should read. It's called 2000 Years of Charismatic Christianity. And mm. it basically charts the move of the spirit Amen. from the apostles until today. And a major portion of that was through the Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the continuation of the gifts and the celebration of it. And so yeah, Absolutely. I love it. And I, and I, I actually personally, I love, I love, I try to take the same stance, not being like, I'm a charismatic Christian. Yeah. Like, I'm just a believer. Amen. And yeah. and from that, from mm-hmm. relationship with yeah. Christ comes Holy Spirit. Yeah. And hopefully we have that that openness, like do yeah. what you want to do, Holy Spirit. If you right. want to raise someone from the dead, I want to be, I want to be totally available to whatever you want to do. Yeah. Right? First in me and then through me. Come on. You know? So, so when would when do you say when would you say you met the Lord? Like that that so for yeah. me, I grew up around, I grew up in the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Around the church, mm-hmm. my parents would say I got saved when I was a little kid. Right. I say I got saved at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I think like for me, yeah. being Catholic, baptized as a baby, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I really do believe this is a free gift. So I believe that God marked me at that point. When you go into the waters, this is now again, we're not going to get into all this, but for yeah. me, I believe. I was brought into the family of God. Come on. Now I have a choice every day that he gives me whether or not I'm going to choose him. And so I have seen God's grace after me, even when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a book and some people read it and they're like, this doesn't just show like how horrible you were. This shows how persistent and how like how much God has loved you from day one. Yeah. And so to me, I believe I was brought into his family. Now I didn't choose to follow him. I, yeah. I was going on this whole legalistic kind of thing for sure. Um, where I didn't really understand. And, and I don't still have full understanding, of course, but I would say um, when I was 20, I think it was 22, um, I was just done. Like I was selling real estate in California. I was killing it and I just wasn't happy. I had the boyfriend, I had all these struggles. I had these attractions to women, yeah. um, but I wasn't, I knew that was wrong, right? And so it was like, okay, I just can't do that. And so just bury it. How old were you when that started? Um, I remember when I was young. I remember when I was young being always more drawn to the women than to the men. Mm-hmm. When I when I saw guys, I thought of them as brothers. And I didn't think that was that weird because I was around my two brothers. I didn't have mm-hmm. any sisters. I was the youngest. And so I remember being a little, like, I remember there being a difference when I was in junior high, though. Because I'm like, yeah. okay, all my friends that are girls and guys, they're starting to, like, have these things for each other. And I don't got it. <laughs> and I didn't think I was weird. I thought they were actually weird. I'm like, this okay. ain't going to work out. You're not going to marry this person. 
Like, let's just enjoy each other. So I actually kind of put it that they were a little off and I was like a little more on probably self-righteousness back then too. But, but in that, I didn't have these like major crushes and stuff. Um, and there's a lot that we can kind of get into. I also was a little bit afraid of guys. My dad sat me down. I don't know how old I was, but I was probably 10 something. And he, I don't know why, probably without my mom's approval, gave me the sex talk. And it went something like all men are dogs. You said 10? How old are you? I think so. Yeah, probably 10, Um, which, I mean, I'd probably no grid for this. That's what I feel like I tell my daughter. But continue on. Well, let's let's do this (laughs) so that we can make sure you don't have a similar talk. But it was basically of like all men are dogs. (laughs) My wife is off camera, so I'm getting the stink. Yeah, make sure that this doesn't happen, right? (laughs) Um, And I'm not blaming my dad. Like he was protective over his only little girl. So he's like, all men are dogs and they're dogs in heat. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like, yeah. That sounds like something. I mean, I saw what my dog did when it was in heat. So I'm like, this is not good, you know? And so I honestly believe, and I can kind of see where fear was used a lot in my life Mm -hmm. to motivate, right? To either motivate towards good or away from something bad, right? And so I didn't, it didn't really register, but I can recognize now like, whoa, I've actually never trusted men. I've always been friends with men. I've right. always had them close to me, but I didn't trust them in relationship. I didn't huh. trust that they would be faithful. And I would say just in the last year, I've kind of the Lord started to kind of open that and be like, hey, do you trust men? I'm like, of course I do. Like I got great brothers. I got a great right. dad. I got great guys that are friends. Uh-uh. Do you trust them as husbands? Do you and, trust them? Like there's a lot. And, and you, you think that goes you. back to your father having this talk with you? I think that was a seed. I don't think it was everything, right? But then I do believe, like, when I was in high school, started dating this guy, and he proved my dad right. Like, he was kind of a puppy in heat, you know? And I was like, my gosh. And I also knew the premarital sex was wrong. So I had this whole list in my head. These things are wrong. These things are right, okay? So I'm just trying to stay away from the wrong list and stay on the right Right. list in my own strength. And so there was a lot. I mean, it, it got pretty messy in high school, but it was my senior year of high school that I decided no. And I didn't know the, the language then, but women are safer. Hmm. Women are safer. Because here's the reality. You cannot have sex, but it doesn't take away. You cannot be in relationship, but it doesn't take away the desire to be in relationship. Right. So if men kind of in my mind, in my heart, were kind of not trustworthy, yeah. women were. Just time out. Unpack yeah. that. Say that again. Uh, you cannot be in. So just not being in a relationship yeah. doesn't take away the innate desire that I believe all of us have yep. to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, God said it himself. It's yeah. not good that man be alone. Right. So what does that look like? If, if maybe, and we won't even maybe get into that, but if you're not maybe called to marriage, what does it look like? Right. He doesn't say, if you're not called to marriage, you're fine then. No, right. it's not good for man, all mankind, yep. to be alone. Yeah. And so, and, and he had relationship. He was, God was in relationship with Adam at that time. So it's not like, well, God's enough. Well, yes, he is, but he created us for relationship. And so here I'm a senior in high school mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, dudes aren't safe. We'll keep them in the friend friend zone, right? Otherwise, I'm going into premarital sex. And and I didn't really want it either. So it's like, that one's kind of easy for me. Just for me, because I'm I'm, you're you're piecing this whole thing together. So you are you you mentioned that you were dating someone. Why why did you date? Um, I mean, I thought he was cute. Okay. But you know, and everybody else was dating. I mean, like, who wants to be the only one that's single? But in your heart, you're navigating 
I'm navigating. I don't really trust him, but mm -hmm. I can't I, like what felt comfortable to me. Mm -hmm. Let's say that I never had any upbringing of, you know, it's wrong for two women to okay. be together. I think I would have gravitated towards women. There okay. was a des more like of a des yes. There okay. was more of a desire to be with women, and I'm not talking sexually. We try mm -hmm. to sexualize everything, and I'm not saying that that wasn't a part of it later. But the initial desires that I had I was companionship. You. I got you, and I had more of a drawing companionship towards women. Well, the, like I've never heard anyone say it like that. Mm. Yeah, because so, I, I mean, my, my, I think most people, and I could be totally wrong. Like they, they're hitting that teenage in there, and they want. They want intimacy. They want, mm -hmm. they want, yeah. they're, they're sexually attracted. They want, yeah. they want that. So to hear that, you, that it wasn't even about that. It was about, I, it was about safety. I think it was safety. It was companionship. Mm -hmm. It was like, I want a partner in life. Wow. Like, you know, everybody else. And, and I, when I say in life, like for this season that yeah. I'm in, you know, all my friends were dating and stuff. And so I don't know if it's peer pressures of mm -hmm. that. Maybe if all my friends were single and I had good like girlfriends yeah. and I was not attracted to them and it wasn't like that. But it wasn't fulfilling the longing that I had to kind of be someone's yeah. and someone be mine. Yeah. You know, that might just sound possessive, but I also had this longing that yeah. was real. And so if men weren't safe in that place, that's where I was like, well, what about women? Like, yeah. you know, and I was, I was, I would say I was more attracted or drawn to women than I was men. Okay. I could find men attractive. I could recognize, but I also thought some German shepherds were good looking. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean I <laughs> right, want to be with them, right. right? And so you can recognize beauty, but that doesn't mean that's necessarily right. where you're attracted, Okay. right? And so my attraction was more towards women. Um, I wanted to be comforted. I wanted to comfort. I wanted to protect. And I also wanted to be protected. Um, so there was this kind of like dual yeah. desires going yeah. on and all that. So I don't know how much you want me to unpack. Whatever but, you want. I don't yeah. have an agenda. Okay. I just want to hear yeah. your journey and wisdom that you've learned along the way. Yeah. Well, I'll kind of summarize sure. that maybe season and long season um, to kind of press forward. Um, but yeah, so it was my senior year in high school that I was like, you know what? All my friends, majority of them are having sex. They're getting drunk. They're doing everything right. on the don't list. Right. <laughs> like, I think right. you're hearing this. Yep. I'm like, what's the big deal if I kiss my best friend? Like mm. this girl, what is really that big of a deal? Like all, and, and the, my kind of thing was just stay under the radar of everybody else. <laughs> okay. Right. So like on the freeway, if somebody's going 90, I can go 80, even if the speed limit's 70, cause the cop's going to get gotcha. him. So that's how I was seeing God is like, if everybody's just kind of sinning worse than mm -hmm. me. I just got to stay under that and I'm fine. Clearly a totally jacked up, twisted perception of God the Father. So yeah. I'm more as a cop. Yeah. Um, and so in that, I'm just I'm like, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. It's not going to go, wh Where's how, how can this be that, that harmful? Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, if somebody would have stopped me and been like, Kim, before you do this, like, I just want you to know it's probably going to change your life. I would have been like, one kiss? It's not going to do a darn thing. It's okay. And I'm not kidding you, from that night when I made a decision to act on desires that I had kind of had or thought about, it changed everything. Really? Oh, for that sure. One moment. That one kiss. Yep. 100%. Do you remember, do you remember, like, did, looking back, you, you know, that moment changed everything. Did you have that awareness in that moment that it was changing everything? No, I was convincing myself okay. that, it, that it wasn't a big deal. Now, you said this is your best friend. One of my, yeah, one of my good friends. One of your good mm -hmm. friends. And how did you, how did you approach that? Because was she, 
she it was rumored that so I had a friend group that I was really close with mm-hmm. and like everybody knew her friends and this was kind of like a secret friend people mm-hmm. said that she was possibly gay and I didn't get that because I'm like girl is beautiful like she yeah. uh, it when I was growing up in high school like if you were called gay as a female mm-hmm. it you like cut your hair like yours right. you know what I mean which I don't it's a great haircut actually someone said I looked like a Never mind. Yeah, I'm let's not, not go. But people have made <laughs> comments about my, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so. Thank you, by the way. I do like Vikings, by the way. It's, yeah, amen. Somebody, so, somebody will get that. Um, so <laughs> in that, I, I was really like, it, it kind of was intriguing of like, okay, she kind of looks like me, you know, yeah. blonde, yep. wouldn't guess, very unassuming to anything. And um, so I kind of kept her separated, which totally not okay like Mm -hmm. i just fyi like a little disclaimer i do not support anything i've done i think it's really important to share where we've been (laughs) yes but like so yeah just kind of kept her separated from the other friends because i was like i i desired something with her that i didn't with others and i i could tell that so this was this you said it was your senior so 2000 2002 2002 Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it was the same in california massachusetts Mm. where i'm from and massachusetts was a hub for a lot of the, a lot of the homosexual movement, at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the East coast, it was one of the, one of the main hubs, P town. Mm-hmm. I lived right outside yep. of P town. It wasn't so, so I kind of grew up a little bit around the community, but I, I remember everything changing right around sixth, sixth grade, seventh mm-hmm. grade, even in America where we started to be, um, you know, like put in our, our high schools. Yep. It was, it, it was, was celebrated. About, there was yep, communities. Yep. There was like help groups. Not to the level we're at now, but no, for no, sure. No, no, no. Like it was, yeah, there was nothing, but it, yep. but it was, it was but beginning. it first started to come in uh, to the high school. So every, this is new. It's not like you have this online community. No, no. Literally when I thought about people who came out, like who were in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, I, like there was maybe a handful right. that I could think of and it was not good. Do you know what I mean? That was not ever celebrated. It was none of that, Um, which I'm not saying is a good thing either. It's just the reality of of where it was. So I didn't feel I had a lot of people I could go to, especially Mm -hmm. in my own. Like if I thought, okay, if there's someone who could help me, they're like 50 and, you know, I don't look like them. I don't have a desire to be masculine in that way. So it just felt unrelatable. So I didn't have a lot of people to reach out to either. Um, Plus, I felt like whoever I was going to reach out to was going to be like, yeah, that's a sin. Yeah. Like really when it came yeah. to homosexuality, all I knew was it was a sin. Mm-hmm. It's not the way God designed it. Yep. Right. And so what further conversation is there to have? Yeah. Like, how are you going to help me walk through this then if like, well, you just shouldn't act on it. And I'm yeah. not saying that's necessarily what people told me, but it was almost like in my own mind, I'm like, it's kind of a dead end. Yeah. Right. Like you have these attractions to women. If you act it out, it's, that's not what God has for you. It's sinful. And you're not only doing that for yourself, but you're bringing someone else into it. Right. You know? And so it was kind of like, that's why I kind of went the route of just hiding, sneaking around okay. that my whole life started changing. Well, cause the night at that, that moment, yeah, that yeah. night that I chose to kiss my friend, um, something within me, like I would say like, you can think that you want something, but then when you actually go towards it and you try it, and you like it, now you know you like it, yeah. right? There's a difference. Now there's craving is coming from within, yeah. not just the ideas or, you know, these fantasies or whatnot. Um, and so at that moment, I had actually tasted something and I liked it. Mm. Um, and it was a kiss. That's That didn't go further than that. Wow. But that was enough of like, and I think that was a thing too, because anytime I had kissed a guy, 
that wasn't ever the end. Mm -hmm. It usually was, and I don't mean to speak that over yeah. guys, but just my experience. If a guy kissed me, he's like, he's already to take right. it. One, two, three, four, right. all the way home. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, being able to kiss someone and have it stop was like, it's oh my gosh, this is safe, which wow. is crazy. That's, I've never even thought, yeah, that's crazy. But even think about that, like how twisted that right. I would actually think that women were, to be with a woman was safe. When God like doesn't have it that way, but there's a yeah. reality here that we're not seeing too that right. we maybe don't talk about, Oof. right? And so there's just a lot that that kind of came out of that. But I, like I said, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I felt like I was just going to be met with, "Hey, it's wrong." Right. Like, and I didn't think like my family would push me out. I didn't think my family would be like, "Well, you just need to date men." Mm -hmm. Honestly, especially growing up Catholic, it's like, well, maybe you're called to the single life. Right. Freaking awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, no. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'll take a different route. And that's, I ended up getting married. I married a man because I'm in my own mind. I'm thinking either I'm going to end up single. I'm going to be like Mother Teresa. God bless. I'm so thankful, <laughs> but I don't want to be her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, or I'm going to be like that cat woman. Don't even like cats. Right. And I don't want that life. So my only, and I'm not going to marry a woman because innately, not because the church said it's wrong. I knew. Ah, I got so many questions. Yeah. I'm going to pause there. Do you Go find ahead. that, do you, as you, do you find that? This is common in, in nuns and priests. Oh, um, that 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 tension of I think well, I'm it, just going to give myself. I into think the it ministry. can be. I think it can be. Um, I don't. I don't think that's like the. Oh my gosh! If they struggle, or with have that, you they heard wouldn't. that story? I've heard it. Not as common as I okay. thought, but yes. Um, and I. This is the thing. I think anytime we go into a marriage, so if you're you know going to give right. your life as a nun as a priest, right. it better not be from a place of fear. Just like I pray to God, you guys didn't get married out of fear, right? Have you seen her? I she know. scares me. Oh, I was going to say the Look other way around, Look but her. no, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah. Would, she would haunt, she would haunt me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get it. If yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yes. Well, you, I, God blessed it. So <laughs> it, it's, yeah. But like, help, I think, me, I think it goes back to like the fear thing, yeah. right? In my life. So even in that, I'm like, okay, it was just, it was, it was just stressful. It yeah. really was. And I'm not like giving myself an out or anything. I'm just being real. Like yeah. it was tough and not feeling like you have anyone to talk to that. That's hard. That's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and, and really the church not talking on it. Like, right. okay, so we know it's a sin. What do we do? What, the church has grown so much. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. I think in the last and 25 a lot years more. or so. Um, but yeah, coming out, I can't imagine what that would have been like yeah. 20 something years ago. Yeah. I mean, there was no one that I, I don't ever remember listening. Well, we didn't have podcasts, right. but you know what I right. mean? Like I didn't remember on the radio, like someone sharing their testimony of what it was like, mm -hmm. the struggles, the realness. Yeah. I, I had heard a few people say, you know, they gave their life to Jesus and they just weren't gay anymore. Yeah. I'm like, well, what, what happened in between? You yeah. know what I mean? Like navigate this with me, not just a simple black and white, like right. how do I walk this out? And so I ended up living in the lifestyle hidden for years. Okay. So just high school. Yep. High school, um, dating guys on the forefront. So okay. that people didn't ask weird questions. Why is Kim? She's cute enough. Why isn't right. she dating someone? You know? So I kept myself dating and I wanted to, I wanted to like guys in that way and feel mm -hmm. safe and mm -hmm. you know, maybe, and it, it just didn't happen until I met a guy that was safe and wasn't a dog in heat. And I'm like, then I got to make this work because he's like, He's the one. He's got to be. He's the only one I've met. And so um, started dating him and was still doing all the things I was doing behind his back uh, with a woman mm. and ended up telling him. 
I was like, Hey, I've been, I've been cheating on you. We were just dating at the time. Not okay. But we were not married yet. Um, and he said, do you, do you think you're gay? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. And it was something I wasn't, I wasn't willing to talk about because I didn't see a solution. So what, give me, describe to me that tension of being like, yeah, I'm literally cheating with someone. Yeah. But, I'm, but not, I'm not gay. Right. Well, help me help me understand that because that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't fully make sense to me, but I believe well, did what you, think you were bisexual. No. Okay. Um, I believe that I knew, see, well, even when I was dating women openly and out, so I'm yeah. going to fast forward a little bit to go you back. Do whatever you want. So when I was even dating women, I introduced my girlfriend to one of my best friends. This is when I'm now out and open, right? About being in the lifestyle. And my best friend says, I am so glad you finally came out as gay. I was like, I'm not gay. And my girlfriend's like, what are we doing then? Like, what? This is news to me. We've been dating for a year, you know? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, like, we're together. And I do love you, um, selfishly. But I do love you. And But I'm not gay. I moved to Ethiopia. Oh, just check it. I need so, to <laughs> understand what you're talking about. Well, because, like I said, <laughs> when I was baptized, mm-hmm. I believe God said, you're mine. Yes. So these false identities, though they're real desires that I had, I couldn't take it as my identity. There was something within me that's like, yes, you feel this way. Yes, this is a real desire, but no, that is not who you are. It's not who you are. And I relate this shortly after I graduated high school, I moved to Ethiopia Mm -hmm. and became a missionary, right? Started a nonprofit, all this going on, all my turmoil still happening, kind of running, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking, okay, if I just go do good in the world, maybe it'll take away the bad stuff I feel. So I went that route. When I came home, people are like, oh, you're the missionary. I'm like, no. And they're like, uh, you sold your house, sold your car, moved to Ethiopia. I'd call that a missionary. I'm like, no, that's what I do. And yes, I love it. Yes, but it's not who I am. And so I was continually rejecting hmm. these identities. I didn't know who I was. I just knew who I wasn't. I knew okay. that being a missionary, because to me, I was like, what if the mission stops? Who am I now? Right. What if I do stop dating women? Who am I now? And so these identities didn't feel rooted, though my desires would lead someone to believe it's who I was. I always knew, and I believe it was grace, that I was actually something more that was rooted in something deeper than just my desires and feelings. And that is what I'm learning now is that I'm a beloved daughter. Come on. And I didn't earn that. And I don't deserve that. Yeah. And it is rooted in something much greater than myself. Come on. And so I'm starting to understand why I rejected so many identities. Mm. It was so that this one could be received. Yeah. That the beloved daughter that God's always seen, even through my mess, even through all the bad decisions, even through running away from him, that that one is what I could be rooted in. And Mm. that's what he's been doing. And so, yeah, I know it sounds weird to people like, oh, you didn't want to be called gay because it had a negative connotation. I'm like, well, then why did I reject missionary? In Christian circles, that's like a, could be a badge of honor. Right. That's not a bad negative title. And yet I rejected that too. Right, it's celebrated. For sure. Um, And part of me wanted to, because then it's like, good, that's who I am. No, I wrote a book. Now people are like, you're an author. I'm like, no, I'm not. I wrote a book. I'm not an author. Because if... Let's say the publisher says, you know what, we're done with this. It all burns up. Mm. Who am I now? Yeah. Jesus didn't die on the cross and raise from the dead so that my identity could not be completely rooted, right? Like there was blood shed for my identity. Yeah. And so all these other things are things that we do. They're things we desire. And, and we need to be real with them. Mm. That's where I would say 
is what one of one of my many failures was I wasn't honest. I wasn't honest with others. I wasn't honest with myself and I wasn't honest with God, but I also saw God more as a cop. Yeah. Right? Someone yeah. that I couldn't really just confide in. I had to kind of get myself right to get with him. And so just a lot of twisted things, which isn't even the teachings of the Catholic Church, but it can be sometimes what's taught when the other teachings aren't. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. So you're dating a guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and you eventually, is this the gentleman that you eventually married? Yep. Yep. Okay. And so he went to so Africa with me. Yeah. That you, that you were. Yeah. He knew this dual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he asked me and he chose to trust me when he said, do you think you're gay? And I was like, no. And he's like, why do you think you're doing this? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm not gay. And he's like, okay. I mean, if that's what, you know what I mean? Like, but you have to choose Kim. You can't, you can't just be kind of doing this and, and then be with me. So no force, but choose me or, or choose whatever else you want to choose. And so I chose him. Okay. Um, and I thought, okay, honestly, the majority of my life, like uh, adult life, uh, you know, high school and on, um, there's this massive fear of being alone. Just that I'm going to be the single one in the world while everybody else gets to be married, gets to have, you know, bring someone to Christmas. I just had this daunting fear of you're going to be alone. You're going to be alone. You're gonna, and I didn't believe it was coming from God, but I just thought it was a reality. Yeah. Right. Fear, false evidence appearing real. And so I just had this. And so when he's saying like, hey, just choose, I'm like, he's safe. Hmm. He's my he's my way out of being alone. And so it's using him. I, I for sure, like I said yes to a relationship out of fear of being alone. Yeah. And um, I don't think I'm the only one in that that has done that. Um, but that doesn't make it okay. But I think it's worth talking about yeah. because I think what it does is it wakes us up like, oh my gosh, am I in this for the right reasons? Are there right. things? And so, um, yeah, we ended up dating. He went to Africa with me kind of tried to pull him into my calling, mm-hmm. you know, of what I kind of felt. How old were you at the time? I was 23 when okay. I moved to Africa. Yep. Um, did I started the nonprofit, didn't have a plan to do that. That was not, I just went cause I'm like, God, everything I'm doing is jacked up. Yep. I was like, can you show me my heart? It was one night I said, God, can you show me my heart? And he reminded me when I was a little kid that I had this like crazy desire to go to Africa. And that was not a thing back then. Angelina Jolie did not go right, yet. Right, right. Heidi Baker right, wasn't, right. you know? No. And so, um, but I had this desire when I was a kid and the Lord showed that to me and reminded me like a movie screen almost played for me. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go figure out what I'm really here for. Cause this whole real estate, women, men, money stuff ain't doing it. Mm. And so went on one trip and I was like, I was awoken. And so you asked a question that I never answered. <laughs> um, when, you know, when did you kind of find God? When, when yeah. was the time? Um, I think Ethiopia, when I responded to what God showed me, was a huge step. I mean, I was so steeped in materialism and stuff. Mm. And so I felt like he just gave me a hand. He's like, dude, can I show you something? Yeah. And so when I grabbed his hand and went to Ethiopia, it, it was like a, a wake up beyond for my heart. Yeah. Not just my mind. And I started to experience, started to hear God, mm-hmm. um, started to respond, started to trust him, not to levels of where I'm at now, but it was a beginning and that's important. Yeah. Um, and then my, the guy that I was dating proposed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this mission life alone. Like who's going to be here with me, you know? And so out of fear, I said, yes. 
Um, never shared any of this with him. Kept it all inside. Didn't talk to family. Didn't talk to anybody. Just, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And um, ended up marrying him the night before I got married. Well, I got on my knees in, by myself. And I was like, God, I promise you, I will never cheat on this man with a woman. I was not afraid that I would leave him for another man. Hmm. I had this thing within me that I knew I didn't deal with. And so I promised God. I didn't say, God, help me to be faithful. Or God, is this hmm. even what you have for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I didn't give him the fear. I didn't give him any of that. I just wow. said, I won't. I won't do this. I promise God. I promise. Wow. Like a little kid, like a little orphan almost trying yeah, to say, yeah, like, yeah. I promise, Dad, yeah. I'll be good. I promise I'll be good. And um, I wasn't. Lasted about a year and I cheated on him with a married woman. And then that's when I was like, you know what? This is all crap. Like, what am I doing? I couldn't recognize who I became. Like, it just didn't, it didn't line up with the family I came out of. It didn't line up with the things in my own heart. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my life. I just made a mess of it. I went to counseling, by the way. I think this is important to note. I went to counseling um, when I was 18. I put myself in counseling. I went to Christian counseling. So I was like, I don't want just any answers. God, I need to know. And if I got to pay someone $150 an hour, I'm going to do it. And I was making money, so it made sense. So um, I just shared what was going on to the level that I knew with the counselor. And I felt like, I mean, that was a long time ago. And I felt like I was affirmed mm. in this, like, God didn't make a mistake on you. You know, you can be um, in a monogamous relationship with a woman. And I'm like, why do I not believe that? Mm. Well, you know, the way you're raised, I'm like, yeah, because it's clear. Like, it's in Scripture. Right. You know, you don't understand Scripture. I'm like, if I don't understand the one Scripture that doesn't align with what I want, right. that seems a little too easy. Why didn't you go down the road of manipulating Scripture? I knew different. It's grace. Honestly, it's grace. I can't say because I'm smarter. I, it was grace that didn't believe truth was just what I wanted it to be. Truth is truth. Right. And it's not relative so to even, what I feel or Even desire. down the road of the these theologians that are saying, well, it doesn't really mean that. It means yeah. this. And it's contextualizing this. I and, wanted to believe it. Right. And I told them, I was like, I want to believe that. But you just couldn't. Well, I, li I tried it. I was like, okay, I don't believe it, but right. I'll try it. Right. I was very clear. I was like, I actually don't think that's true, but all my desires want that. Mm. So, and I did. So I ended up living that out. Once I got a divorce, yeah. um, got an annulment, the the marriage in within the church said this was actually never valid. Mm. You married him out of fear. You weren't honest, right? I mean, that's not minimizing marriage, but it's, you didn't enter into this covenant. Wow in a, in a honest way. And so, um, my marriage was an old and, um, he ended up getting remarried years later. Um, my family's very close with him. Bless him. He's yeah. an amazing you man. You guys are friends. Well, I just feel like maybe I shouldn't necessarily be friends. I would like to, I don't know how his wife would feel, okay. but it, my brothers are friends yeah. with him. Yeah. They went to the wedding. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's an amazing man and I'm so yeah. happy for him and his wife. They have children and I never wanted to have children either. I love kids, never mm. felt called, but I'm like, I guess this is just something else I have to do. Mm. So it's almost like I almost knew or felt called to this single life. But the only way I saw it lived out was in nuns. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just don't, there was such a resistance. Um, and so, yeah, it, um, it was, it was rough, that whole process. It was not just like, oh, getting an annulment. Now I'm just all good. Right. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to that counselor and I'm going to start talking. And so through that process of divorce, I'm talking to this counselor who I did not believe, yeah. but wanted to. 
And I ended up living in the lifestyle. I'm like, you know what? I got to ask a question. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm so, no, no, no. Like <laughs> I, a lot. I, there's so much. There here. is. And Hence why there's a book. <laughs> yes. So what's the name of the book? Restless Heart. Restless Heart. You guys, and we'll, we'll share it at the end too. Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> I want to make sure I don't, I don't derail this. So you are, you lived with this man for a year mm-hmm. yeah, and we you guys were intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And that was not easy for me. It wasn't. Mm-mm. No, I didn't. Because I also believed that <laughs> intimacy between a husband and a wife hmm. was for there's beauty of connecting, coming together, but also for procreation, like first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. And I didn't have a desire for children. Help me understand this. And maybe, <laughs> yeah. like I said, I don't want to derail this. But like for me, I'm trying to put myself right in my brokenness mm. in in the reverse situation. Like I couldn't imagine lying about like in my heart about my attraction mm-hmm. to Your to wife. my wife. Mm-hmm. And then instead settling be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep with this dude mm-hmm. just to get by and to like, yeah make it look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that. It was, it was hell for real. So it, you, 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 so you're living a dual multiple, life. multiple levels of lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to become a great actress for sure. Uh, even to myself. Gosh, it was horrible. I, even what at my crazy, th- even like, at my family functions, now, this was before marriage because I did not cheat on him when we were married, right? But in that, any family functions, even before him, I didn't feel like I was even me. I didn't even know who I was. You, you must have just been like a shell. A shell. Mm-hmm. I used to say, I actually told him this. I said that I had built up this this life, yeah. right? And it was like this beautiful little house with all the stuff outside. And it was fine until he came in and realized the house was empty. Hmm. So when I met him, something within me made me realize I'm empty inside. Mm. Like, do you know, and, and I hadn't been building anything up of character or any of this that, that actually matters, mm-hmm. but just all the exterior stuff. And so my little pretty picture started crumbling pretty quick. Um, and then, like I said, even when I was with my family, I felt like I wasn't being, I wasn't being honest. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't know how to be. I'm not saying, oh, poor me. I'm just, it's just the reality of where is that. I didn't know what to do. I'm seeking counseling. They're saying, just do it. I grew up in a church that said, this is wrong. I have the true belief. Look, my mom laid out a lot of rules growing up. I didn't just believe them to believe them. Some of them, some of them, I'm like, God, that makes sense. And some of them didn't. When it came to the scriptures, I was like, I don't think I just have like this picking and choosing thing. Right. Like God's God, I'm not. And so I'm either going to believe it and, and, back then was like, and do all I can to, to live it out or just throw it all out and not say that it's not true. I just don't want it. Yeah. And so for me it was, yeah, it was a duplicity. There was so much manipulation in myself and then with others, so much deception. Um, it was, that's why when I felt like the Lord said, write a book, I'm like, are you kidding me on all this junk I've done? I remember, I think you called me. I did. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I feel like I need to write this book. Yeah, and I didn't I hope I gave it. you good wisdom. I don't remember what I said. I think you did. I think you said, listen to God. I was like, I don't <laughs> know what to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so in that, I I don't know, like 
for me, that's why I said one kiss hiding to this, to that. It, look, Satan doesn't start off huge right. usually. Right. It's these small yep. things 100%. and this continued hiding, yep. hiding from Lying. all yep. of it. All of it. And it stacks up mm-hmm. and we make choices. I made every choice. I'm not going to say Satan made me do it. Right. No, I made decisions. I made decisions even against what I knew in my own heart. We could spend so much time on your story, but I and I think your story is, but I also don't want to just yeah selfishly go on this journey because I know you have some. I know you have a lot that you want to share, and I want to make sure that I give you that that time. Mm. So just let's transition from if if it's okay, please. Yeah, um, you get divorced, mm-hmm. things fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought things were going to maybe come together. He was going to now be happy, set free from me and all my junk. And I was going to figure out now what's going on, what this looks like. Stop lying. Stop. See, the way that um, kind of the counselor and some counsel was giving me was it's the lying, the cheating, the deceptiveness that is what's causing you this lack of peace. It's Mm. not your attractions to women. It's that you're not being honest about it. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. Like, I will see that. I don't fully believe that. And so once that deception goes away, once you can just be honest and free, watch, hmm. you'll find that peace you're looking for. So I did that. No more lying, no more cheating, no more any of that. Open with my family, tell my family everything, come out with everything. No peace. Dating women, monogamous, want one person, no still peace. no peace. Not lying, not cheating, not right. doing any of the junk right. that I was doing before and still no peace. Why? You can't have peace outside of the Prince of Peace. You just can't. Okay, I might have had peaceful days. Yeah, got to get in bed at and night. And your relationship with the Lord, like you I are... never, I never quit going to church. Right. I didn't want to separate from him. I just didn't want to do okay. what he wanted me to do. Okay. Because I didn't trust him. I didn't know his heart. Right. Again, I'm just following rules. I'm trying to be good. Yeah. So to me, like that's that's not a relationship. That's no. a law. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it was just this constant. I, I would have, if somebody would have said, hey, you know what I think the issue is? You don't really know God. Like, know him. Yeah. I would have been like, no, I know a lot about him. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And that's what it was. But I'm telling you, dude, October 17th. So I was dating women and still doing missions work, trying to figure this out. Like, okay, wait, I'm really not happy. That's when introduced my girlfriend. My friend says, you're gay. No, I'm not. Yeah. Da, da, da. Right? Um, October 17th, 2014. Okay. Okay. So almost 10 years ago, coming up this year, I finally was what some might say, sick and tired of being sick and tired. I feel like I tried every option in my own book, right? The counseling. Everything. Let's come out. Let's be real with the desires. Let's put everything out there and still nothing. Still not. I'm like, this is not why you created me, God. I know that much that you didn't create me to be doing all this. And I said, look, I'm done playing God. I Mm. surrender. I'm done. Nobody was around. This was not like a show. This was not to look good, seem good, feel good. This was from my heart. I had one friend that was in the car. He was driving me and I was, my girlfriend and I had just broken up. And I said, I am done, God. I can't keep doing this. You did not put me on this earth to be hurting others, hurt myself, to be how I've been. Hmm. So I need you to be Lord of my life. Hmm. I'm done. I surrender. Please show me that you are good. And you need to show me, 
not just like an understanding. I need an encounter with you. Yeah. And you need to act fast. I said, I don't have a lot of time because I know myself. I know that if you don't show me something better, I'm going to go back to what I know. Wow. So please. And I'm telling you, well, that night, my friend drove me. Literally, this is in the car on the way to something. I had no clue what I was going to. And it was this Protestant prayer meeting in an industrial building. Nothing like I ever knew. I'm like, he's, he's like, I'm going to take you to church. And he's Catholic. So I'm like, okay, I've been there. But sure, take me wherever you want because I'm at Wick's end. Do you know what I mean? So he takes me and it was this prayer meeting. So I walk in and people are waving flags and there's horns mm-hmm. blowing. I'm like, what the Is heck? this California? This is in, yeah, in Orange okay. County. It was called Fire and Glory Nights. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, I think you know them actually. I, pro- I probably <laughs> do. Would. It sounds I'll, like yeah. a church that I've... It was, it was something like I've never seen. And I'm <laughs> telling you, the prayer I prayed an hour before that was answered to a level that I would have never thought possible. Let's go Protestants. No, For I'm just re- kidding. I'm no. really joking. <laughs> For real. For real. The I Lord love, poured out the, his spirit. Let me just say this. I love the Catholic Church. I Amen. got discipled after the Holy Spirit fell on me in 17. Mm. Every Wednesday I would go to a charismatic Catholic mm. house and Amen. for eight months. So Amen. I, I'm, and I'm I love joking. my Protestant I just, brothers. And I love but it's true the though. Church. The Lord poured out his spirit. And I encountered the Lord in a way I'd never encountered in my entire life. Yes, I was slaying the Spirit. Yes, there was the moves of the Spirit were happening. Mm-hmm. But this was something different. But here's the thing, too. I also asked. Yeah. And I was ready. And that's big. And it was vulnerable and real. Oh, it wasn't this was coined. not wasn't scripted. like, oh, I read this thing. I need to ask. This was not you're just having a bad day. Yep. So do you want yep. God? This is like yep. my life is in ruins and I'm ruining everybody else's too. Yeah. And I'm, I don't recognize myself, God. So show me who the hell I, I am. I love it. You're being honest. You're being Very. real. Oh, very. It was, that was un, that was unscripted everything. And I'm telling you that night, it's so beautiful what the Lord did. I, for time's sake, I'll, I won't go there, but I was on the ground for hours hmm. and the Lord was doing something. It was so crazy because the, the guy was prophesying and I didn't know a lot about prophecy. Um, so he's prophesying and, and he starts prophesying over my friend. And then my sister-in-law was there. He brought my friend, invited his sister and then my sister-in-law. So they're there prophesying over them. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like I'm seeing God move in ways. I'm experiencing something in my heart. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm next. Mm. If this guy's prophesying all these things about them, theirs is fine. Like they don't sleep. You know, you're having trouble with sleep. You're, you know, you got a bad knee. I'm like, I'm a jacked up human being. Oh yeah. Like I've done everything and anything that you could possibly do. Please Mm -hmm. don't say it out Mm -hmm. loud, Mm -hmm. you know? And all he says, he puts his hand, not didn't touch me. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are victorious, victorious, victorious. And this, I felt like these arrows, like, I don't know what it was, but something was like pelting me. Every time he said the, the phrase, you are victorious, you are victorious, you have finally surrendered. You have given your life to Jesus. I was out on the ground and I was, it was one of the most, so that October 17th. Do you ever share who that was that was praying? Do you ever? I don't. But I do know him and we keep in okay. touch. Yeah. I think it's smart that you don't. Yeah. Because then they'll get bombarded. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, but my goodness, he was an African preacher. Come on. And um, yeah, I will, that night I got up a different woman. I didn't get up perfect. Mm. I didn't get up now just so godly and so, but I got up hungry. I got up, I got up different. I, I like, I actually don't think I've ever said this. I feel like I got up out of the grave. Like I got up, whoever came in there was dead. And I felt like I could have, my legs are shaking right now. I felt like I could have ran 
from Orange County to San Diego. I still had desires that God was working out, but there was a greater desire. I had never in my life wanted to read the word of God so much. Worship music, anything that smelt, looked, reflected Jesus, I wanted to be there. Mm. I was hungry. I was hungry, and he was feeding me. He was feeding me, and other desires would come up, and then he would show me something better. He would show me himself. I started to encounter Jesus in real tangible ways. And when the word says, taste, when Jesus says, taste and see that I'm good, Mm. he doesn't just say, see from a distance. The see from a distance brings us in, but it's because he wants us to experience an encounter. And I'm telling you, it has set me on a journey. The Lord has proved himself, and I didn't ask him to prove himself faithful. I just, show me that you're better. Mm. Show me that you're better. And every single day since October 17th, he has showed me for the last 10 years that he is better. That doesn't mean that I've always chosen it doesn't mean that I've been always better. It doesn't mean that I've always been faithful, right. but he right. has. He has revealed his nature, his character to the level that he knows I can contain. Mm. And that's why I don't date women. I'm not not with women because I'll go to hell if I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not not with women just because it's wrong. Mm. Yes, it is wrong. Yes, hell is real. But I'm not with women because he is showing me himself. He's showing me the love that my little heart has always wanted. I didn't know it could come from God. I was too busy trying to impress him. I was too busy trying to earn it. Mm. And so he's taught me just to actually rest in what he's done, to receive it, to receive who I really am in him. So I'm learning. I'm not saying I got this all figured out. I'm saying I'm learning who he is and in turn learning who I am and in turn learning who others are too. Wow. Because if I don't know him and I don't know myself in him, I don't know you. I can't. Like there's just something I've been missing the whole piece, which is him. Yeah. Like it is God himself. And so, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, And that leads you up to today. Yeah. And I need him just as much today. Just so you know, it might not be the homosexuality and this drive, but the fears that I have still facing almost every day, Lord, am I going to be alone? Yeah. And he says, do you trust that I'm enough? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? So this is a daily thing. This is a daily thing. Not all my desires have been transformed. I would love to say, and, and I know many people. Talk bam, about that. Yeah, they have an encounter with God, and they yeah. have a desire for the opposite sex and, mm. and all of that. Amen. I celebrate that. The Lord can move on you like that in a heartbeat. For me, the Lord's been taking me on a, a journey of healing. Yeah. He's showing me things in my childhood, reasons why. See, I always just saw the fruit. Mm-hmm. I always saw this bad fruit, bad fruit, but I never let him get to the root. I just thought, just pull that fruit off. That needs to go. But guess what? You can pull all the apples off a tree. But when the rain comes, eventually an apple will pop out because yeah. the root. And so God's been getting to the root of so many things. The root of how I see him, right? His very yeah. nature and character off. I, don't, I no longer see him as a cop. Yes, I know that he has his ways and his rules, and that's, but I know his heart. Yeah. So when you know his heart, I know that those rules align with that very heartbeat that is for me and not against me, Yeah. right? That it is good, that he is good. So whatever he says is good. Doesn't mean I'll always love it. Yeah. It's, a, it's an opportunity to trust him. And so um, for me, do desires still come up? Absolutely. And that's the time where I'm like, I get to offer this to you, Lord. Yeah. I don't have to. What, I get to. What do you tell people? maybe critics, Mm. you know, that when you make a statement like that, like they would say, well, then you aren't fully healed or you aren't fully. Yeah. And I would say, my God, I didn't know you were fully healed. Like for real, there's always something. And and I do, I mean, is there, I'm a human being. So are there areas that I'm holding back from the Lord? 
I pray to God every day. I pray just, Lord, help me to see whatever I'm holding back from you. Mm. I want to give you a full, unadulterated, just surrender of love. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. And I just, so Holy Spirit, reveal it. Yeah. Whatever I'm holding back, show me. Yeah. And then give me the grace to trust you and to open myself. So for those who say, yeah, well, you should, you know, be married. I don't believe the opposite of homosexuality is heterosexuality. I believe it's holiness. Yeah. I believe the opposite of any sin is going to be holiness. And I can't make myself holy, yeah. but I can get with the one who is. And his love, his love is, is actually what is transforming me. Will I be married? God only knows. All I know is I'm not going to be driven by fear anymore. Come on. That is not the driver of my life. It's not the fuel. First John 4, 18, for perfect love. And we know that only God yep. himself is perfect love. For perfect love casts out fear. And the man who still fears is not yet perfected in love, for fear has to do with punishment. I am thankful God has been speaking that line over me, his words. I had no clue why. And I'm starting to know why. It's his perfect love. The more I receive his perfect love, the more fear has left me, mm -hmm. the more fear has left me, and I'm now being fueled by his love. And so am I perfect in that? Absolutely not. But I yeah. pray every day that he would perfect me. Wow. So Crazy. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing right now? <laughs> okay. Fill us in a little bit about, uh, yeah, what you're involved in right now. Yeah, so there's quite a bit, a lot of things that I've said no to. So the ministry in Ethiopia is actually still going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's been, I think, 17 years um, now. And so still feeling called to help single moms and their children. Yep. Um, and it's been amazing coming beside them saying, hey, God doesn't say that you are poor. These are realities that you're dealing with. Yeah. But now we want to speak life into you, that God speaks into you. We want to come beside you. Um, and then also raising up the children as well at yeah. the same time. So Unforgotten Faces in Ethiopia is still happening. I don't get paid for that. It is something the <laughs> Lord said, I put on my heart and I responded to. And, and I, I pray that it will sustain, that he will sustain it. Um, I'm also involved. I have a ministry called Overcome. And that is something else I resisted. I'm like, God, you look, the whole work you've been doing, like, yeah. keep doing it, Lord. You yeah. ain't done. I know yeah. you're not done. But I don't need to publicize this. Right. Like, I don't want to hang all this stuff. And so he, the ways that he knows, he showed me how it impacted one person that I shared with yeah, and how it helped them to see his goodness, not just my yuck, yeah. but his goodness. And I was like, okay. And it was a, it was an LGBTQ activist that asked me to write a book. She's like, you need to share about this God. And this was not a wow. twisted version. This isn't like, oh yeah, God's just good. like, he's a hippie, peace and love, bro. You're right. all fine. No, this is truth. And when she told me that, I'm like, okay, God, I see you. I resisted doing this, but when it came through that vessel that's wanting God, but but there's been a twist in, in things. Um, so Overcome is another ministry that, that I run that just is an outlet, hopefully, for those who are struggling, who have questions, who maybe feel alone in this. Yeah. The very thing, Will, that I was telling you that I didn't feel like I had growing up, I hope that I'm not the only one, but that there's many of us that arise that say, hey, you're not alone, yeah. and we'll journey with you. Like, I can't do it perfectly, but... Can we be a vessel of hope yeah. to show you that it doesn't have to be like this? I don't want to go into this world and try to change anyone. I'm not going into the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community and saying, you need to be different. What I will do is say, hey, y'all want to hear what's what's been going on with me, what God's done and yeah. continuing to do. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm also a part of Rainbow Revival, and that's what we do as well. We go out into um, a city that the Lord points out to us. We do one a year. We'll be in Dallas this year on October 21st. 
Um, and we, we praise, we worship the Lord publicly. Uh, we share our testimonies publicly. It's open event to anyone. There's no cost. We say, come wow. and hear the goodness of God. And then we do a march uh, through the city, just lifting the Lord's name on high, pleading the blood of Jesus over the city, over the people. And it's not a hateful thing. It's not Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It's none of this. <laughs> it's actually coming forth in love. And when we come for, forth in true love, we come forth in truth. Yeah. You can't separate those yeah. two. Truth and love are, are actually inseparable. Come on. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so I, I, the one thing, two things I resisted, I told God um, that I would never go back to Ethiopia, and it's been 17 years. Yeah. Um, and I told God I would never share on sexuality. And it's these two things are the, the main things that the Lord has invited me to. He doesn't force me to. Yeah. I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't. I'm like, no. And I get messages right before we they hit record. I was telling you, I mean, I have people yeah. reach out daily, Crazy. daily, daily, daily of, oh my gosh, I heard your story. Kim, I, I feel this. I, I I feel like I heard my own life, the struggles of this. And because a lot of times we don't hear about that. We hear the victory mm-hmm. and amen, amen yep. to the victories, yep. but we don't hear the struggle getting there. Right. We don't hear the struggle that, and not that we earned the victory or got the victory, but a lot of the, the dirtiness, the yuck, yeah. and that's yeah. not to be celebrated, but it's got to be talked about. So people know they're not alone. This whole, this whole time that you're sharing, I'm, I'm, there was one, there was one, uh, encounter I had with a, with a very close friend that had come out of the uh, a lesbian lifestyle mm. and gone into ministry, served in ministry, led, was a leader in ministry. And I, I watched her go through a transformation where she like physically transformed, mm. right? And started dating. And I ended up chatting with her one day and I, I felt like the Lord put me put her on, on my heart mm. so I, I I you know how you doing and boom just exploded like mm. I have no desire for men mm. and I sat there in 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 her office and like wept it was so it was so hard to see somebody like with every ounce of everything, like love the Lord. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I know love the Lord, like want, like be pursuing this. Yeah. And so as, I, as I'm hearing your story, like I think everybody wants to hear, okay, but now you're married and you have like these yeah. kids. And, but I love the beauty of this journey that you're on because the reality is we are all on a journey. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think a week doesn't go by where I don't get some testimony from a husband or some dude who's falling into pornography. Mm-hmm. You know, that sexual sin is sexual sin. It's, it's real. very, yeah. very real. And it's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I just love your vulnerability. I mm-hmm. love the openness. What would you say? Like, what would you say if you were sitting on, on that couch when I was there, mm-hmm. what would you say to my friend? Who's like, I, I love Jesus. I have separated myself. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I can in the natural. I'm doing it, you know, like, and in the spirit, like, what would you say? Yeah. What would you say to her? Cause I, I had no words. Well, except I, think, I love you I think, and I'm here. I think that's kind of it. I think it's, I'm sorry. Like just that realness of thinking that I'm sorry that maybe we as a church didn't do a better job of walking this out with you. Right. Yeah. That you ever thought that to follow God looked like only getting married. 
mm. right? That, that you maybe weren't supported. And that's not to put blame or shift. It's just reality, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, right when you said that, I had to hold back tears. Like, I've been in that place, yeah. right? And now very different. But to me, it's, I just hope you know that God, whatever his plan is, like, I want to be a part of it with you. Scripture says that we are to bear one another's burdens. Mm. It doesn't say to fix one another's burdens. And so I think so often, like, maybe there's just this thing where we feel more like projects than like mm-hmm. people, yeah. you know? And so in that place where I'm sorry that you ever thought that it had to look like this mm-hmm. for you mm. and that I wasn't maybe a better avenue. I'm learning to, yeah. you know? Um, and I think as a church, like, you know, coming and, and being in the Catholic church, there is a space for single people and not just single until they get married. It's a calling. Right. And the tr- the Catholic church recognizes and always right. has. And I think sometimes I'm, I'm involved and I'm so thankful for all the different, you know, Protestant churches I'm a part of and different things. But I'm like, where's the space for those who don't feel called to marriage? Yeah. Right. Like where, when Paul says that it's better to not be married so that you can live wholeheartedly mm-hmm. undivided, you know, to God yep. for the kingdom. That's not saying marriage isn't beautiful. Clearly no, it really. is. And it's not a better than, but like, where are we living that out in some of these Protestant evangelical yeah. circles? It's well, you know, at Iris missional, we have a lot of single mm-hmm. missionaries and I get in the conversations, the, str- the struggles with them yeah, because they want it. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're also choosing this life. And, yeah. Well, I think yeah. it goes, Will, like, what about when this massive wave, which is going to come? Yep of those coming out of the LGBT community and are coming to Christ, where do they fit for those who aren't called to marriage? And I'm talking about, now there's levels of healing and maybe through healing, deliverance, all these different things, the Lord might open that up and that might be, there might've been a block from something. But what about for those who aren't? And I'm wondering, I'm wondering until the church knows where they're going to go. And I don't mean like church, like you got to go here. I'm saying until there's a place for those who, when my cousin, who's in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. believes that, okay, to be with God means that now I've got to be married to a man, she's going to stay right where right. she's at. Right. Now, she starts seeing people that are on fire, in love, living, vibrant, joyful. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. Not this miserable, I'm, I'm heavy, it's weighted, yeah. it's, I'll get through it, eventually he'll right. take me to heaven, you know? But the joy of the Lord being the strength, when she starts seeing people living vibrantly for the Lord, full lives, right? right? Joyfully, happy, I think she's gonna, not married, some married, some not married. Yeah. I think that more will start to come in when they're like, well, there's a place for me. Yeah, There's a place for me at the table. I don't just have to do this or, or do that. Because so many are like, no, there's whether it be through wounds Mm -hmm. and things that have happened in their lives or through the call on their life, they might be marked to singleness. Yeah. You know, and so if there's not a place for them in the church or we're trying to clean them up before they get in, we might have some issues. What's that line? Like, help, like, oh man, I have so many questions and and there's so, some of them are stupid. (laughs) Those are my favorite. Like, I, So the proof, right? I Mm. I would say like, I would look at proof of healing, like the restoration is like you're married or you're dating, Mm -hmm. right? I would like, if you're set free from alcohol, right? And I'm not trying to compare the two, but like, like we can go to a bar and you won't drink. And you've lived that out for like a long period of time, 
Yeah, like kind of prove yourself. Right, like how it's shown. Yeah, you know, like like oh, I'm set free from booze. Well, let's go into a bar tonight. Right, like no, like I would want to see a chunk of time for sure. Of you walking Mm -hmm. that thing out before I would even feel comfortable putting you in that situation. Where, where, how, how, as a ministry that that sends Mm -hmm. people on the missions field. Yeah, yeah. Give me some advice. How? What would you? How would you encourage a missionary movement that we have a high degree for holiness? Mm -hmm. Right, we have a high degree of Amen. Of, yeah, what is and what isn't allowed. Like, mm-hmm. what? How? Help me navigate this with this oncoming. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and again, my perspective is going to be a lot from my own experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not saying this is the only way, but this is just something that I've noticed. When most people reach out to me, I go right to God, and I don't mean right to God like, oh, God, fix this, God, do this. Right. Hey, what do you think about him? Mm-hmm. What do you think he thinks about you? Yeah. Right. Because. If our relationship this way is in order, the relationships this way yeah. will become in order. And so I think a lot of the disorders, see the Catholic Church calls homosexuality, the act of, like the desires, a disordered desire. It doesn't mean the disordered person, but a disordered desire, which we all mm. have those. Yeah. We all have those. Yeah. And so to me, we got to bring the God of order. How do we, do they even see God rightly? Because if they don't see God rightly, they're not going to see themselves or others rightly. And so I think sometimes we go right to the fruit of it, mm-hmm. of like, well, why would you want to be with women or, or prove that you don't want to be with women? Right. But we're not getting to maybe the root of where that thing birthed from. So do you think that de- oh, do you think that the desire, somebody that has that desire, that desire is a sin? Or do you, would you look at the acting out of the desire? As- so I believe sin comes when we act on a desire, yep. but we can have sinful desires. Right. So there's, right, you don't sin until you choose to entertain it, even in your own head, right, or act it out. But I do believe when we've got sinful desires, those need to be addressed Mm -hmm. before they become now something we live out. But again, look at, I went through just don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, gritting and and making sure we're just white knuckling to not do what I knew was wrong. But I wasn't going to the one. It's like, don't eat this bad food. Don't eat this bad food. Right. Don't eat this bad food. Who's putting in front of you something that's good to eat? Because mm. no matter what, we were created to be loved. We were created to be seen, yeah. to be known, to be desired. Yeah. How are we filling that? And so for me, mine went towards women. When I started to learn that actually God himself is pleased with me, mm-hmm. my goodness, guess who I started to look at? See, when I thought he was pissed at me, right? it's... That shame, turn away, and probably go deeper. Yeah. But when you learn that he's pleased with you, now being pleased with you doesn't mean he's pleased with everything you do. Of course. Okay? Let's yes. let's cut that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, But he's pleased with you, who he created, right. who he died for, right? And so in that, I think sometimes we get so um, sin-focused yeah. that we lose, we lose sight of actually where that might be coming from and do the people see themselves rightly. Do you know how many people in the life so I've told like, do you know God's like radically in love with you? And I don't just go around handing that out, but it's mm-hmm. true because you mm-hmm. can hand it out because it is true, yeah. but you better say it and mean it with his heart. Right. And sometimes tearing up and they're like, no, he doesn't. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Oh yeah. yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. And so it's getting back to that addressing yeah. of, of the rightness with God. And I think there's a lot of people and I'm not saying all, but I, in my experience, there's a lot of people that struggle with same sex attraction mm. that have God really off. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of the stories just in my years of ministry where, where I've gotten the testimonies of like, Hey, I was living this mm-hmm. lifestyle and now I'm no longer 
a lot of them were tied into the prophetic mm-hmm. and those moments of encounters. Yes, like, like absolutely. Said, but like a lot of them are. Because they're encountering, quote unquote, love yep. somewhere else. So they better encounter love here. Yep. Right? Yep. If if what I'm doing is you're trying to draw me out of something, then you better draw me into something. Because mm-hmm. we've got to remember, God doesn't call us out to just leave us out. He calls us out to call us in. Yeah. So when we're now wanting someone to come out of something, then that coming into something better be real and tangible. Hmm. We need the real, tangible presence of Jesus Christ. We do. We need Holy Spirit to manifest himself mighty and strong, and the massive, unconditional love of God needs to hit them continually. And I think the other thing, I was just on the phone yesterday with a a Gen Zer, and she reaches out to kind of get some direction. She's working through some things, and she's like, Kim, do you know I want to call you and be honest I want to call you and be honest right. I, because you're not just saying, just cut that off, get that relationship out. They're both seeking God. They're right. both seeking. And I get it. Fear so often says just, you guys need to separate, right? And I, and sometimes that's the case. Sometimes that's the case. But and then sometimes it's actually, can we walk with them? Mm. Can we actually walk with them? And that's what I'm doing. I'm talking to both of these girls. They're not living together, not sleeping together. They're struggling. Yeah. They're two girls that love Jesus. They're yep. missionaries yep. and they're struggling. And do you know what the mission put them into was a, what they call it? Oh, a striving program. I'm like, oh gosh, I've been through that my whole life. What's striving. a striving program? It's basically check the boxes. We don't do this. We don't do that because we're going to strive for goodness. And I'm like, that's not doing it's, it. It's so hard, Kim. It's I, so hard because when you don't have that encounter, right, you put rules in place. Right. Right, because without rules, then there is no, there's, there's nothing. There's it's no just boundary. A, yeah, there's mm-hmm. no boundaries. But rules don't fix it. No. But at times, rules help. They help. You know, and, and I'm and all for. It's it's so hard. It's oh, both hands. It's, it's both so hand. hard. But you, we need this encounter. Well, here's here's the thing. So I'm talking with this girl, and I said, Hey, so do you realize God's peeling things back? Hmm. So you guys used to be together a lot. And now you, in your own, being drawn by the Lord are saying, you know what, I don't know if we should spend a lot of time together, right? Hmm. They're, they're deciding this. They're, as they're getting counsel, I'm not saying you shouldn't see each other. From their own, God speaking to them, them listening, them desiring, now they're not seeing each other as much. Now they're realizing, you know what, even when we FaceTime, like it's not the most perfect like love. Like I still see some, some kind of dirt in this. Maybe we can pull this back. They're starting to do it. It's going to become real because they're they're talking to God. They're also seeking counsel, right? Where yeah. walk, people are walking with them. But it's not just this rule keeping them out of something. It's God's love drawing them in. Mm. And those rules now are starting to come up. I call them maybe not rules, but boundaries mm. are starting to be set. And they're starting to see an actual friendship develop, which they both have said, I do know this is why we met each other. Hmm. is not to be with each other in this way, but we have a deep sisterhood. And God, by his grace, he can help us come to that if we continue to seek counsel yeah. and to walk in truth in this. So we're living in a new season hmm. in the world. Then yeah. let's say when you and I were growing yes. up, and I'm I'm older, um, but we grew up right around the same time. You're one year. You got one year on me. Listen, yep. I'm, just, I'm just... I still I'm, honor you. You're, you're my elder. I, no, <laughs> that's actually what I was fishing for. Yeah, I figured, yeah, you. I threw it out right uh, away. <laughs> but we're in a totally different yeah. season, right? And when I hear stuff coming from my my own kids and their high school and the numbers, I don't even know if they're oh. even beginning. Like it, it, they sound so crazy that I can't even. I don't even want to quote them because they're yeah. just silly. But the amount of kids that are 
dabbling in this, that, and everything. I, I mean, I've heard numbers as high as 70 percent, oh, yeah. and identifying, not just yes. dabbling, but identifying in this. Mm-hmm. Um, get, talk to every mom mm-hmm. and dad that's <laughs> listening to this, being like, I have no idea what to do. Like, just wisdom yeah. dump. To me, yeah, you, they got to know their father. This is an identity crisis. Yeah, but they, it, well, they don't. And we bring them to church, right? Let me be a mom or dad. Like, we don't, they don't. They bring them to church. They have no relationship. Like, what can I do in this middle ground of giving them freedom, right? Because they're turning into adults. Yeah. Not putting all these rules on mm-hmm. them. Like, what? help me. Um, well, I get a lot of parents that reach out. And what I say <laughs> is, can you be the heart of Christ to them? Yeah. Can you be loving and truthful with them? Right. So many people are like, oh, my kid, you know, is saying this. I'm like, how often do we listen? Right. How often do we actually just listen? Well, no, but I need to tell them. I understand. Do you trust God too? Are you praying? Are you fasting behind the scenes? And then are you listening to your kid? So often, like, and and I don't mean this as a dig towards my my parents, but they just didn't, my mom didn't really listen. She always had great advice. She always had great things to say. They're usually true and in line. But the reality is I needed someone to listen. Yeah right? I had to go to a therapist, right? So, yeah. I mean, that could kind of show us something like, why are so many kids in therapy? Yeah. Uh, moms, dads, are we doing a good job of being like, honey, how do you, wait, how, how do you feel? So you told me you kind of like, feel like you might be attracted to the same sex. Like, when did that start? Yeah. Not like, that wait, that's not how God a, created you. Da, 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 da. That's such a terror. Okay. It's I hear, probably like, terrifying I hear as a what parent. you're saying yeah. because <laughs> you like lived around it, but like, that is a terrifying conversation. Yeah. It in is. my mind. Yeah. Perfect love. Cast out fear. Then. And I'm with you. And like, yeah. I think I do a fairly good job with my kids, like staying connected. Yeah. Yeah. And they can ask me anything. They ask me crazy mm-hmm. things. And they and, real. And I'm like, let's go, you mm-hmm. know, but man, I can't think of, I just, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. Well, I just hope that parents are the safe place that people, that right. their kids come to. So if your kid comes to you and says, dad, I I'm attracted to my friend on the baseball team, like yeah. same sex bro, what, like, yeah, when did that, when did you start feeling that? Not celebrating. I'm not saying celebrate what Jesus, but give them the space to just talk. Right. Hey buddy, like, do you know, like it's normal to actually like, like your friend? Like that's your, your age. Like I had that. Do you know what I mean? Like just because you like your friend doesn't mean that you now have like this, he needs to be your boyfriend. Like he's supposed to be your bro. Yeah. And like, what else do you want from that? Like let them let them yeah. share, let them, because if they're not going to figure it out with you, they're going to figure it out with someone else. With someone else, Right. And so I think a lot of times when someone comes in and maybe starts to open up and then they maybe get fixed or just corrected. Cause I went through that mm-hmm. a lot of that, where it was like things were fixed for me, but it wasn't really happening inside. Right. I was doing it so that things would be done right instead of, whoa, wow, maybe dad's right. Like I do like my friend. But that's good. Like, my dad liked his friend, too. Like, these things are normal. I mean, we see young kids coming out and saying they're gay. I'm like, you're eight. Right. You're eight. No, that's your best friend. So, but you, I think you mentioned earlier on that you knew that you never fit in and you knew what, I don't remember. I don't want to misquote you. Yeah, but yeah. I felt like you knew that you were attracted to. Yeah, I was drawn way young, more. Or drawn. You said yeah. that's what mm-hmm. drawn, drawn to women more. So I wish I probably would have been able to go to my parents. I didn't right. have a lot of these conversations with my parents. My right. dad worked a lot and my mom was kind of busy fixing and taking care of things, yeah. you know. And so to come home and be like, mom, I don't really feel like I fit in with the other girls. Like, 
I think I would have just been told, yes, you do. Yeah. It's okay. You know, but just that kind of space to be able to share. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that that does everything. Parents, right. you're called to, to put boundaries. If your kid comes home and says, I'm going to have Snickers for the rest of the you know month. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to eat. You're going to be like, okay, well, Hey, why? What do you, what do you, could we maybe fit this in somewhere, but you're going to put some boundaries in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying just sit and listen to your kids, but it's so important to listen and let them kind of, and, and drop some seed in there so that they start now going. And you do this all in the light of God and, yeah. and his truth and, and yeah. the way he's set things. But I don't know how many little people <laughs> are kind of given the space to just yeah. kind of share and explore. And if they're it's not so doing it in the house, they're going to do it somewhere. So one of my favorite verses is, uh, it's the last verse in the Old Testament. Uh, it, God ends the entire Old Testament with a word about hearts and mm. family. You know, I will turn the hearts of fathers to sons, sons to fathers, or else I'll strike the land mm-hmm. of the curse. And it's not agreement, it's heart. Yeah. He says hearts are, hearts more important and mm-hmm. staying connected. Yeah. And I encourage all parents, right, and all children to maintain that heart connection. You can disagree. But if I, if, if I know that I have their heart, mm-hmm. right, then you can go into those places. Yes. yes. Where You're so many people, that. they make about agreement and right. disagreement. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of, at least my knee-jerk reaction when I've had difficult conversations with my kids or is like, fix, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, okay, sure. here's the answer. Yep. You know, that's sin. This is, mm-hmm. and, and 90, I mean, especially if they've grown up in a Christian house, most of them already know, know the yeah. answer, mm-hmm. right? And they're not looking for that. They're looking for a conversation. And they're looking right? to connect. Yeah. They're looking to connect. Um, I won't say who, but one of my relatives, uh, a younger one, came to me and shared something he never shared with anyone. And I was sitting with the Lord, and, and he was crying and this and that. And <clears throat> I think part of it was because he knows I'm willing to share too. Now, right. we have to be wise. Right. Boundaries, right? Yep. What to share, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what not to. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, are we willing to be vulnerable? Yeah. Because if I'm not willing to be vulnerable, but you be vulnerable. And so, again knowing those boundaries, letting Holy Spirit guide you what to share, what not to. But hey, bro, do you know that like I've struggled? So my nephew knew that he could come to me and share certain yeah. things, though it wasn't the same struggles. <laughs> right. He could come to me because right. he knows his aunt isn't perfect. Right. And so we need to know that too, because then they now know it's okay to not be perfect, but God will help these areas that you struggle or whatever yeah. it be. So what do you, uh, and I know this is silly, but I think practically, Listen, sin gets sin finds its way in. Whether you have the biggest walls up, yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, nine years, yeah. My kids were nine. Hmm. Stuff came into the house, mm-hmm. and we have everything on lockdown. Like yeah. we have everything on lockdown. Stuff stuff ended up coming in. Hmm. So the so, but what do you? How do you advise parents as they're navigating? Um, you know what what to allow, what not to oh, allow. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, like what do. You, TikTok. I just want wisdom, like, yeah. like some practical points. Like there's so much, I heard you loud and clear. This is a hard thing. You need to yeah, know yeah. the Lord. You need to follow. But then there's practical. Right. Like what are some For of the sure. practical stuff you encourage people to do as they navigate? Like have the conversation, like learn, yeah. to, learn to talk about intimacy, learn to talk about sex, learn to talk about with your kids, yeah, keep look, the door open. Do you want to teach them or do you want the world to right. teach them, right? And so I think that there's wisdom for mm-hmm. sure in having boundaries, having these things of like, no, we don't just jump on the internet. Right. Like, and here's why. And, and here's some things, age appropriate, right, mm-hmm. that is out there. I don't want my family to find out about homosexuality. I don't want my nephews to find out through school. Right. 
I want them to know so that when we, I want them to know truth from home so that they walk into the world and they're like, wait a minute, that doesn't align with what is yeah. true, good and real. Yeah. Right. And so, and it's a place now that they can come back to. And so I think absolutely setting boundaries, but I've had some people that say, well, I now don't even let my kids watch TV. I don't do that, you right. know, and I get that. But the reality is they're going to encounter the world. Yeah. They're going to encounter yep. it. I, I want agree. them to see it at age appropriate levels, right? So understanding I'm not going to just sit my nephew down and just everything he's going to now experience the world, but at age appropriate times, be like, hey, you're going to see this. Right. You're going to see this out right. there. You might even see it in your school, but I want you to know, here's what things are, right? This mm -hmm. is what happens. And, and we don't want to hate people that have that, but we want to understand there's brokenness in the world, hon. There's all this. And so... Yeah, I mean, there's certain shows that they don't watch, but not just because, oh, there was some homosexuality right. in it. No, they're going to see that. But this is an opportunity. Satan is teaching. Yeah, He is teaching right now. He's teaching through the radio. He's teaching through television, through the school systems, all of it. So that just means increased teaching at home, mm -hmm. right? With the heart connection. This is not yep. separated from heart. But so in that, so when the kids go out, they're like, no, 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 no. Like they can discern now to yeah. a certain level at, at their age. Um, but I mean, for me, I don't entertain. I, we got to realize, dude, this is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. This is not flesh and blood. This is not me versus them. This is spirit and principalities. That's right? one of my, that was actually one of my questions. Yeah, this is for real. And so if we don't believe this is a spiritual battle, then we're missing it. So where do you see the, still in it. <laughs> where do you see the demonic in this? I right. See. Cause I, I know people that are addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Because they want that dopamine rush. Yeah. And I see people that are addicted to drugs because they're demonized. Yeah. And I was going to say, so we need, as a church, need to be able to discern yep. deliverance, mm -hmm. inner healing. Yeah. Sometimes both and, sometimes just yep. heavier in one. And then also woundedness with that inner healing and, and whatnot. So are we ready when something, literally, I mean, I believe I was bound. I had, I've gone through many different deliverance sessions. But it's real. Yeah. And we have to be, there is levels of deliverance that are needed. And then also, but through this, what doors are we opening? Mm. Right? So when I do, oh no, I've told my kid all about homosexuality, so now we can watch anything. You're opening doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. We want to be clear. We don't we don't give an open window or door to the enemy. We don't want to be so freaked out that we can't live. Right. Right. But there's these realities. And so I think Honestly, and this is a little bit of a different way to look at it, but this is something that's been pressed on, uh, uh, at least on my heart, is that I think sometimes we've we've actually seen the enemy as the person. Instead of recognizing 100%. that the enemy is the enemy. That's so much with, yeah. Right? Like 100%. That, the LGBTQ activist is not my enemy. Right. Satan is the yes. enemy. And ultimately, uh, what's going what's gonna to actually do this, and it's going to be actually Jesus encountering that person. Mm -hmm. And drawing them out, yeah. right? Deliverance, healing, all yeah. of this. And so I think we've kind of demonized each other mm -hmm. because of demons that we've let in or yeah. knowingly, unknowingly, right, mm -hmm. have come in. Um, but I think we're failing in ways when we actually demonize the person instead of saying, no, you get out of that person in Jesus' right. name. This right. one belongs to God. This one, you know what right. I mean? Right. And so... I, but, and then again, being led by the spirit, how is Holy Spirit going to reveal this? What's that going to look like? But we have to recognize, well, all the things we said, it's not either, or this is a spiritual battle. That's not going to stop. It is, this is what we're against. And, and I think that's why in scripture it says it's not against flesh and blood. It's not you versus me, me versus them. It is spirit and principality. It's the spirit of God and the spirit of, right. of Satan. 
just a couple things because we uh, we have gone Hours. way over yeah. time, and I would I would love to have you back mm. uh, anytime. So if you're watching this, I want you if you have any questions you, you would like me to ask him the next time I get her I get her out, leave them in the comments, and uh, and I will try to get to maybe more of answering people's comments yeah, and yeah. questions. Uh, which I'm sure what I love about conversations like this is they just open, open up, up a myriad, just like sure. my brain and my ADD is just going crazy. Well, clearly I need <laughs> prayers for conciseness. So No, I love this. I absolutely love it. And I don't mind going, uh, I can go for hours, but just, just really quick, uh, talk to me about pride. Mm. Yeah. That was one thing I struggle with. Like the LGBT community stands in pride mm -hmm. and like even as rainbow revival, we stand in humility, mm. right? There is a big difference. And that's what this is really about. We know pride was the beginning of the fall, yeah. right? And so to me, it breaks my heart that people would come under the banner of pride, right? I take pride in what Jesus has done for me, which brings humility, yeah. which brings humility, not in my own strength, but in the love that God had for me for while I was still a sinner, right. he died for me. And so to me, it's, it's very sad to see so many people under this banner of pride, right? But I also think it goes back to what we've been talking about, yeah. that they don't probably know the goodness of God. They don't know the goodness of themselves. And so up comes pride. It's all about ourselves. Mm. This world, no matter even these interviews, yeah. I pray even all the stuff we shared, is not to glorify ourselves, but that no. God might be glorified in the midst. To yeah. How far, I mean, Paul would say he was the worst of sinners, the right. chief of sinners, so that the world that those who might come in would see the goodness of God. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think in that, it's just something we got to pray about. Mm -hmm. We got to ask for an increased spirit of humility. Yeah. Cause humility is what's going to take pride down. Humility. Jesus was meek and humble of heart, yeah. meek and humble of heart. And I know, Will, I have, I am praying daily, Lord, make me meek and humble of heart. Yeah. And that usually starts with seeing myself rightly. Yeah. Yeah. In the eyes of God, how he sees me as a beloved, but those ways that, that I'm not so beloved and that he wants to transform yeah. in me. And so I think if we sometimes stop pointing the finger and look back at ourselves like, Lord, yeah. well, I think me. pride on the other side is, I think, a lot of the church. Yeah. Right. Because we, I mean, we can function in the same way of like, we have the yeah. answer. Self-righteous. You're, you're in sin. You know, I, I'm not. You know, there's the church. We, we just need more of Jesus. But I think what I love so much about this conversation is everything I hear you saying is rooted in knowing him and encountering him Absolutely. and falling in love with him, um, which honestly, it's the message that we've been preaching from the days of Christ walking mm -hmm. this planet up yep. until now. So what I, what I just keep hearing you say is, it's no different. We just need to be intentional. Intentional. And not think that not think that one encounter is enough. Yeah. My one encounter on October seventeenth is not enough. Daily yeah. manna. Yeah. Daily encounter. Yeah. Daily presence. Yeah. Come being literally on. soaked in his love so Come that on. we can then go soak others in it. Because so you when, can't give what you don't have. When those desires come up, what do you do? I'm like, Lord, I'm going for a love that is not yours going for something less than so I need more of you it's a it's like an alarm system mm. to me of wow I must have not soaked in you enough because I'm going hungry for something else and I would say it's the exact same thing that I would do yeah. if if I have some desire to yeah. look in another direction yeah. or 
my wife's sitting in the room, so I need to be very... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. No, it's very yeah, true. it's true. Right? 100%. And usually that happens when I'm out of his presence. Yes. Usually that happens yep. when I disconnect. Right? There's a tendency for that yeah. temptation to come. If you're not connected to him, you're going to connect somewhere. Come we're, on. We're called to be connected. Freaking Kim Samber. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Listen. Amen. I love you, girl. Love you, too. Uh, Sorry I, it was 17 hours. Stop. Stop. It was, it was great. Point people in your direction. Insta, whatever it is, books, go through it. Yeah, I mean, I think for the younger generation, Instagram. Yep. I guess I have a TikTok now um, as well. I just, yeah, I hired someone to do that. But um, Overcome, Overcome, okay. M-I-N uh, dot com is where you can just reach out if you have questions or just struggling. I get a lot, I, like I said, daily. I have just people saying I'm struggling. So it's Overcome Men? M I Not M-E-N, yeah, not Overcome, overcome Men. Overcome Men? Yeah, nah. Okay. <laughs> people are like, oh, I get it. I'm like, no, That's you don't. amazing. You should yeah. just buy that just in case. I know, case. I probably should before uh, someone you're else You're the does. only other person I know that's put M-I, I'm Will Hart Men. Oh, yeah. come on. Let's See, go. we had something. On Insta. There you go. Oh, no, on Instagram, I'm just Kim Zember. Oh. Yeah, so I take that back. Yeah, you do. But the website, Overcome Min, yeah. is the, like, short for ministry. Someone else took ministry, yeah, I, so. I don't know. I didn't want another website. You're like the anyways. only other person I know that's on there. Okay, so it. websites, book, give, me your, give me your book again. Um, Restless Heart. Restless Heart. My struggle with life and sexuality. Because okay. it's not just sexuality, clearly, that I yeah. struggled with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on Amazon, it's in Target, it's Barnes & Noble, it's everywhere. Let's go. The world doesn't yet know. They had it up one last thing. They had it up, I think, like during Pride Month mm -hmm. on their LGBT section. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I use language like love wins. Yeah, Cause it's true. Yeah. Love, love did win already, yeah. actually. Um, they just, I'm just reclaiming what the truth of all so, that is. So, Well, you're amazing. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Thanks for driving out from Atlanta. Amen. And uh, please, we got to do this again sometime. Let's do it. Uh, bless you guys. We'll see you in the next uh, Iris Global Green Room. Thanks.